Welcome to Our Ball Python. My name is Larry and I will be your host. I will discuss ball pythons as a non-expert owner, especially my own ball python. And hopefully you will share my adventure over the upcoming episodes. So sit back and let me introduce myself in episode one. Hello, and again, welcome to Our Ball Python. My name is Larry, I am your host, and I am going to be talking to you about my ball python, Rain. It's R-A-Y-N-E. I got that from uh, the movie Blood Rain, so if you've ever seen that, that's, uh, that's where the name come from. I just thought that was really cool. I want to tell you about me. I want to tell you a little bit about Rain. I want to tell you a little bit about the podcast in this introductory uh, episode. And I hope that at the end of it, you will decide to stay with us for the rest of the episodes that are coming up. Hope you'll hit that subscribe button and uh, that we can get things going. And this will be something that you and your family can enjoy. So a little bit about me. My name is Larry. I live out in Lubbock, Texas. And I got rain in August of 2022 when I was 61. So I'm 62 now. She is my first snake and I'm not expecting to get another one. That being said, I want to let you know, and I'll say this a couple of times. I am a snake owner. I am not a snake breeder, nor am I a snake expert, just an owner. I retired from the United States Air Force as an enlisted man. I then went to work for the local university here in Lubbock, and if you're a football fan, you know who Patrick Mahomes is. He did go to college here while I was working there. We never did run into each other, but I do work or did work at the same university that he graduated from, and I spent 21 years there and retired. Did a couple of, well, after that, I went to work for a locksmith here in town. My back got to where it bothered me too bad, and so now I'm working as a call center employee. Other than that, that's uh, about what is about me. I want to tell you that uh, when we first got rain, my wife was adamantly against it. Did not want a snake in the house. Didn't like them. She had only held one before. It was one of those, oh, what do they call them? Those yellow and white ones articulated pythons or something like that. We were down in Louisiana, alligator tour type thing, swamp tour. And somebody came in there, had one of those uh, big old yellow and white articulated pythons. And I held it and then she got over there and she kind of held it with me. It was pretty heavy, but that was the first time she had ever touched a snake, held a snake. And she was very resistant uh, when we got rain. Finally, with me asking and my granddaughter asking, he finally relented said go ahead and get it so that's what i did i went ahead and got rain from a breeder here in lubbock and that breeder's name is or the company is okay balls and they are some really sweet people and hopefully i'll get to interview them later on anyway i am on some facebook groups but i don't really hang out a lot on those sometimes the answers that you get seems like it's almost on a disrespectful letter, uh, like they're admonishing a child and not really encouraging that much at all. And I think that there needs to be more encouragement, less you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, you're never going to do this right, it doesn't seem like. So I get on there every once in a while. I don't get a lot on Facebook anymore, but when I do get on there, I do look. It seems like they may have gotten some better 
about the way they dish out their uh, advice and maybe not quite so harsh. All right, now then let me tell you a little bit about Rain. Like I said, I did get her from a breeder here in Lubbock, OK Balls. It's uh, Oscar and Karen. And I got her and brought her home on August the 11th. Now, she was actually born on June the 5th of 2022. Her father is a gargoyle. Her mother, a cinnamon Mojave pin. From the time that she was born up until the time I got her, she was being fed rat pups live. And so that is what I continued. I figured it, if that's what the breeder was feeding her, that that would be what I could feed her as well. And like I said, I brought her home. We were feeding live. And when we brought her home, her weight, oh, hang on a second. When I brought her home, she was 157 grams that first time I fed her. And now then, she is... 758 grams just over a year old like i said we brought her home august the 11th of last year so she was born in june so a year and two months and uh, 758 uh, grams which is equivalent to 1.67 pounds or 26.74 ounces and I do have all of that in my spreadsheet, and that is one of the things that we'll go over to, uh, in another episode is keeping uh, records, how you keep records, why you keep records, and, you know, I may not be doing it right. Somebody else might have another idea, and if we do, and you do, then I hope you'll share it with me, and, uh, may, and I'll share mine with you, so it's something that I do, and I do it on my own mainly for entertainment but like I said we'll get to that in another episode I do want to let you know that besides rain a week ago we inherited a bearded dragon had a lady come up said uh, she had one she uh, has seen our snake knew that we liked animals and asked us if we could adopt it and so we did so now we've got a bearded dragon don't know anything about bearded dragons but you know what I didn't know anything about ball pythons either I do have five, six dogs in the house, and Rain is socialized with all of them. They come up and sniff her. She, you know, flicks her tongue out and sniffs them, if you will, and not had a problem with any of them trying to get her or her trying to get any of them. So I do, like I said, try to socialize her, and we try to hold her every day. It's been kind of hard this last couple of days because she's going in the shed. Uh, she's already going into blue and just waiting for that to pass in her shed so we can go ahead and hold her again now i do have her in one of those 40 gallon tanks it's got the double doors on the front and the mesh on top i do have two hides i've got two small hides in there that are kind of low that she can get into and not be seen one on the cold one on the hot i've got a log and then i've got several uh what do you call them synthetic plants not synthetic plants you know the plastic ones you get from walmart or pet store i think i got these from pets pets plus or something like that i don't remember what the name of the place is but anyway i got them from there and they got the suction cups on them so but i've just got them laying down in the bottom i do have her some water on her substrate you know the her water bowl so she is in there pretty good I think she's, well, we've had this thing since we brought her home, and I put lots of uh, places in there for her to hide, not be seen. She has used the plants to hide. She's used her hides to hide, and she seems to still enjoy it from 
the time when she we brought her home up until now. Now then, I will tell you that when I first started, I started off with the red lights. I was told that those are not the way to, to go, that you need just the heat lamps, the ceramic heat lamps that do not put out the light. So we have gone to those and uh, keep it you know, warm on one side and cool on the other. <laughs> Try to keep it you know humidity. I do have a mister system set in there. In about every two hours, it'll go off for about three seconds, maybe four seconds, can't remember. And then about once every week and a half, two weeks, I do go in and wet down the substrate some more. But it does seem to keep the humidity where it needs to be, just those two uh, things there. I could probably go a little bit more on the watering on the mister, but it's just as easy for me to, like I said, supplement that every week and a half, two weeks to make sure we maintain some good humidity. Now, again, I do feed live because she was fed live at the breeder. And I do know that there is controversy on whether or not you feed live or you should feed frozen thawed. Karen and Oscar feed live, so I just, that's what I went ahead and done. I have heard stories about, you know, mice or rats or whatever get down there on your snake and then they'll start scratching on the snake and sometimes do a lot of damage, scratching, biting, that kind of thing. I will tell you that once I drop that snake down into the, oh, what do you call it? tub that I feed in. I do not feed in the in the hide or in the uh, enclosure. I take her out and put her in a tub and feed her. But once I put that rat down there and there with her, I stay there until she hits that rat. And then here lately, I mean, she's just hit that rat just almost as soon as it hit the bottom of the uh, tub, then uh, she was hitting on it. And so if I do step out, it's just long enough to take and put the sack that the rat came in and trash and then come right back in watch her through the feeding process. Once she gets it down, then I'll go ahead and pick her up and put her back into the enclosure and let her sit for a day or two. Now I wanna let you know a little bit more about her weight and everything. Like I said, when we brought her in, she was 157 grams. And now she is uh, 758 grams. The last time that she shed, she was 29 inches long. The shed was 29 inches long. And I had a delivery driver here the other day that uh, brought us some food and we talked about the uh, beardy because I had him on my shoulder outside and then we talked about the snake and he said his snake's about three years old and is right about 32 inches, maybe 36 inches. And rain, like I said, she's a year and two months and she's already 29 inches. So I don't know if she's just going to be a big girl or if the other one is smaller. So what about yours? At a year, what, are you, what is your snake? At three years, what is your snake? And I'm asking these questions now. A little bit later, I'm going to go ahead and give you my email address, probably as we close the show. Ask you to go ahead and subscribe and then shoot me a note. Let me know what you think about this podcast. And I'm hoping after at least the first three that I've got some good positive feedback and we can continue on. Now, there is a feeding chart that is on, oh, let me look and see. It's called reptiles.com, and it's a ball python feeding chart. Now, it says on there to feed a weaned rat or a jumbo mouse up to 500 grams every 10 to 14 days. And then from 500 grams to 1,500 grams, feed a small rat every 14 to 21 days. Now, I was doing the 14 days. But it seems like Rain wants to eat more than that. So I've gone back to every seven days, I'm going to feed her 
what she wants. I'm not going to. I hate it when people do that to kids. You know, well, they only eat every two hours. Well, maybe they get hungry before that two hours. And maybe Rainian is getting hungry. I, actually, I know the last time I fed her, it was seven days in between. And she hit that mouse, like I said, just as soon as it hit the bottom of the tub that I feed her in. And so I know that there is a, uh, a difference here. So anyway, now then get back over here and apologize for going back and forth in between computer screens, but I can't keep up with everything I want to say all the time. Oh, anyway, it's talking about that feeding chart. Like I said, it's at reptile.com, reptiles.com, and it tells you it's a uh, ball python feeding chart, snake's age and weight, feeder size, how often, and then there is, it's just intended to give you general understanding of the average feeding schedule of ball pythons. And you can go by that if you want to, or if you have something else. I have found this to be pretty good. Like I said, I started using this when I was feeding rain. Uh, they ran out of rat pups when I first got her. And so I asked, you know, got a hold of my breeder. And I said, all right, should I go to a weaned rat? She's just big she weighs this much all that stuff they said yeah go ahead and you can put her on weaned rats now and just keep her there for a while and when she had 500 grams i did go to the small rat and that's probably uh where i'll stay until she gets up to that 1500 grams and then we'll see how we go as far as how many days that we feed her when we move up to the medium rat okay now then uh let me tell you about this uh, podcast that we're going to do i want to try to put out an episode every three weeks and hopefully I can do that, maintain that schedule. First of all, I am not an expert, as I said before. And I'm going to say that two or three times. We said it in the introduction. I said it when I first started talking about me. I just said it again. So like I said, you're going to hear that several times. Our Ball Python podcast is not meant to be mine and my wife's, but maybe to give you some information that you can say, hey, this fits our Ball Python as well. And we're not strictly going to talk about rain. We will talk about her and maybe... Something will resonate with you and your ball. Not all will be specific to rain or to us, but some generalities and what I think uh, will be some good information to share and talk about. Another thing I want to say is this podcast is set to be family friendly. I have listened to two or three podcasts out there and they are definitely not family friendly and they still get uh, lots of listeners and that's quite okay. I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just wanting mine to be to where a eight or 10 year old child can sit down and listen to it, maybe get some information, maybe can say, hey, you know, dad, mom, you know, my ball python is doing the same thing that Larry's is doing. Or mom, did you know that this about ball pythons or did you know that, you know, or what do you think about this? This is what Larry talked about. So y'all can do that as a family with your kids, either, you know, grade school, middle school, high school, even college. You know, those young college adults. Maybe there's some out there that doesn't appreciate the language. I'm not saying I don't use it. I'm just saying that I'm going to keep it out of the podcast right now as we go. Now then, right now I've got this thing set for 10 episodes. And hopefully we can get this to go longer than 10 episodes with some of your feedback, some of your input. And I'm just going to give you a brief rundown right now of what, what I've got going uh, for each episode. And hopefully that you will find it entertaining enough to hit that subscribe button. So the first episode is this one here you're listening to now, the intro uh, about me, Rain. And the next episode, episode two, is going to be snakes as therapy animals. Have you thought about that? 
and you can go online and read about them, but got a story that I think you'll find interesting. And hopefully, again, this will draw some more stories and we can talk about them in another episode as well. Like I said, I'd like to keep on building on these episodes. Episode three, if I can work it, uh, I want to do an interview with OK Balls, which is, uh, again, my breeder, where I got rain. Then on episode four, uh, an in-depth look at looking, feeding live or frozen thawed. Episode five, I want to talk about outside exposure, and I'm going to talk about two different aspects of that. Episode six, another interview. Haven't got it set up yet. Don't know where I want to go. Eh, actually, I kindly do. Just waiting to hear back from somebody to say yes, no, maybe. Episode seven, I'm going to try to find a vet that I can talk to. Maybe we can get a vet come in and talk, give us some insights on some things that we can do for animal husbandry and care, or snake husbandry, if you will, and care that maybe we're missing. Something that we can, you know, for scale rot, mites, you know, there's all kinds of do this, do that, and just, you know, get a vet's thought process on that. Now, from where we're at here in Lubbock, I understand that there is not a herpetologist, I think I said that right, which is a snake expert or reptile expert. We do have vets. I'm sitting here looking at the word and I can't even think right. And boy, I hope I said that right a while ago too. Anyway, uh, we'll have, uh, like I said, we have vets that have some experience with reptiles and some snakes. And hopefully we can get some input from that. I believe I'd have to call Dallas and see if I can find the, uh, actually the closest expert. And that's 300 and something miles away or about six hours. If you've never driven in uh, Texas, you'll know that we don't go by miles here. We go by hours. It is five hours from here to Oklahoma City. It's five hours from here to Albuquerque, New Mexico. It is five hours to Houston. We, like I said, we measure everything in hours. And it's about five hours, actually, uh, from here to Dallas, too. So uh, we're five hours from anywhere, really, if you ever wanted to go. Anyway. Episode 8, I want to talk about spiders and their health, uh, the spider morph. Uh, they are as popular as any of the other over 3,000, I understand, morphs, but I understand that they do have some health issues that maybe some of the rest of them don't. But there may be some other morphs out there that I don't know about that have some of those issues. Again, I hope somebody would let me know if there is, and we can talk about them at the same time. And I'll do a little bit more research. Episode 9, I am going to talk about keeping records. I'm going to tell you how I keep my records, why I keep my record. You can do however you want to. And again, if you've got some input on that, I'm always uh, happy to hear. And then we can discuss them with everybody else if you'll allow me to do that. Episode 10 right now is going to be handling aggressive uh, ball python. Now, over the last two feedings, rain has struck at me. And I don't know if that's just because she's just overly hungry and she's going through a growth spurt because she does seem like she's going through a growth spurt. She just seems like she's getting huge nowadays. And so I don't know if she's just overly hungry and maybe I need to feed her twice a week instead of just once a week. I don't know. But anyway, she struck, bit me once or just barely got me once and, uh, you know, hit the second time, but didn't leave any marks or anything like that. So I guess I'll just start using my, my pincher picker uppers, you know, those little tongs, whatever. Anyway, I've got some of those I can use to pick her up and get her over there, and then she won't bite me, and 
the mouse will feel the wrath of rain. But anyway, what do you do for an aggressive ball python? How do you handle that? And again, I want to get your input other than just what I've got to say. So now that you know what the episodes are supposed to look like, if you've got some kind of information on the snakes uh, as therapy animals, if you got some input on live versus uh, frozen thawed. If you want to tell me about some outside exposure, and again on this, I'm not talking about just exposure out in, you know, do you throw your ball python out in the backyard and let them play with the dogs, chase the dogs around in the backyard through the grass and all that good kind of stuff, but do you take your ball python somewhere where people may not be used to seeing a snake, kind of introduce the snake to that group of people, and how do they react? How do you react? What do you do when they ask you questions? How do you answer them? You know, you're basically your interaction with your snake outside and others. But if you have some input on that, great. If you have some questions that you think that a vet can answer or you would like that for me to ask a vet, go ahead and send them to me. I'm going to give you my email address at the end of this thing. Again, if you know something about spiders and their health, or if you know of some other morphs that have some issues with their health, kind of related to that, go ahead and let me know. Keeping records. Go ahead and let me know how you keep your records. Do you use an Excel spreadsheet? Do you use Google Documents? Do you write it down in a notebook? Do you use a uh, marker and just write it on the glass of the enclosure? I've heard all those things. So how do you do yours? And what kind of records do you keep? How far back do your records go? And then uh, number 10, episode 10 is going to be on handling aggressive ball pythons. So what do you do? Do you stop handling them when you feed them? You know, do you use the tongs, get them out of the enclosure? Or do you feed inside the enclosure and you just don't worry about it? I didn't want to do that because I didn't want the mouse to have some place to hide and it get tore up while, you know, she goes into the coil after she strikes. Uh, just to me, it's easier for her to do this inside a tub, not the enclosure. So that's it in a nutshell. I hope that I have piqued your interest some tonight and that you will be interested in going through and listening to the other 10 episodes. I do hope that I can get some good interviews going and that you get some good information from those and from the other episodes that we talked about. I'm really excited to tell you my story about the uh, therapy animal and give you some information on therapy animals, give you some information on uh, ESAs or emotional support animals, what is a service animal, and how they seem to be misconstrued a lot. And, you know, if I can give you some information and you understand the difference going forward, if you didn't understand the difference before, hey, I've done a good thing. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and cut out of here. But before I walk out the door, I want to say thank you for stopping by and visiting. Hope you had a good time. And until next episode. You've been listening to Our Ball Python, and I really appreciate your time. Join me for episode two when I discuss snakes as therapy animals and tell our own story of how we found this to be a fact. Before leaving, I hope you will hit the subscribe button. And if you found something in this episode that strikes you beside your snake, drop me an email. You can find this podcast and my contact information at OurBallPython.com. 
my email will be under the host button. Until next time, this is Larry saying have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you for listening.